Good morning. I am Susan T. Holt, and I had the honor of being on Star Island a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to tell you about something that we do there, which is a little off, but we have fun with it. At 5.30, I wake on the island to the calling of the gulls and the gentle morning light. It is a star morning in June. By 6 a.m., I'm dressed and ready to get us coffee and find out what's for breakfast. Deftly maneuvering through the grass, along the gravel path, and across the tennis courts, I arrive at the expansive porch of the Oceanic, Here at the main hotel, you can find coffee every morning. A few needy souls are hovering because it is just being set up. While waiting, I am not far from the front desk and can ask for the breakfast menu of the day. I need it because we, wake-up singers, announce the food choices at every stop as we sing our way around the island. Back at the cabin, balancing two cups of coffee, I need to compare the breakfast report I received and weather conditions to possible songs for the morning. For instance, if we're having French toast, we might sing, The day of toast is here. Arise, ye sons of France, ye daughters, too, it is the day for... French toast, (laughs) and so on. If we don't have a definitive breakfast, we might sing about not knowing. What could we have for breakfast that's worth getting out of bed for? (laughs) We also might sing about the weather. It is the morning of a hot day. Yada, 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 yada. (laughs) However, I am not alone in my decision. My husband, Rick, was the fearless wake-up leader for many years before I took on the responsibility. He is a great help in considering the choice of song. Back on the porch at 7 a.m., the group gathers a double quartet. And we rehearse in four-part harmony, yay, and also practice saying the time of day, the air temperature, the water temperature for polar bears, the breakfast menu, the word of the day, and the fashion statement. Soon we embark to the minister's cottage to debut the morning's choice. We sing and then give the day's data, benefiting people who have trouble waking up, are used to sleeping late, or just enjoy our music and silliness. Because of us, they can have the proper mindset for the day, get up for breakfast, and dress appropriately for the weather, if that's what they want. As we continue, we stop to sing at predetermined venues, finishing at about 7.40 a.m., We are in plenty of time for 8 a.m. breakfast. Another day's work is done. My name is Jeff Fingal, and in less than two weeks, my husband Ken and I will be setting out on a nearly 10-hour drive up to the southern coast of Maine 
to what has become our annual retreat to Ferry Beach, a Unitarian Universalist summer camp on the beach near Saco, Maine. We first discovered Ferry Beach through an announcement in the Unison not long after joining UUCF. There was a camp in July for both a Choral Fest week and Gala, a gay men's retreat. I thought it would be a really good way that we could both be together and enjoy activities each of us would, uh, would really uh, like. We didn't know that we would fall in love with the place and the people by the end of the week and know it would become a pilgrimage for us almost every year since. My thoughts have been turning to Ferry Beach and Gala for months now. And we can feel the excitement build as we start that mental packing list of things to bring and things to leave behind. We'll need mosquito repellent <laughs> as we walk across to the grove, which is an open chapel built among tall, tall pine trees. We have a service every morning with a pickup choir that, with, and during that week, the men will actually outnumber the women. I can smell the scent of the pines as we sit on benches covered with pine needles, hear the birds singing during those moments of silence, feel inspired by the wonderfully moving readings and many sermons that our resident minister of the week, and of course, hear the sound of voices lifting up through those tall trees. There will be time at the beach with extreme tides, very low and then very high, crossing over carefully preserved dunes that volunteers have been replanting with dune grass and caring for yearly. And in the evenings, we have a circle of friends standing in the sand for a moment of reflection, a song, the connection with so many friends, and of course, the hugs afterwards. This is the week that I get my yearly allotment of hugs overflowing. There are so many activities to do or not to do. Gala has check-in circles every day after lunch where we get to know some men more deeply. There are workshops that range from inspirational music, storytelling, knitting, spiritual exploration, singing with the choral fest, or just plain fun at the beach with fake tattoos and nail painting, and maybe a little bit of gossiping as we play out some gay stereotypes. <laughs> what I love the most is, is letting myself be free to live an emotional roller coaster for that whole week. On one extreme, we hold a memorial for all of our brothers who have passed, marching from the grove of pine trees across to the beach, forming a circle to sort of honor their memories. On the other hand, I can't stop laughing as we hold a talent, no talent show <laughs> with acts ranging from comedy to singing to some of the most beautiful divas whose transformation makes you wonder how they went from looking like that man to that amazing creation of a feminine icon. So Ferry Beach was founded in 1901 on the principles of universalism by Dr. Quillen Shin. The Ferry Beach Association holds retreats throughout the summer from children and family camps to musical and spiritual retreats of all types. While a little farther away than some of the other UU camps, you'll be transported to a magical place of sand and forest and will make connections with lifelong friends 
no matter what you attend. So, as we sing this next song, please listen carefully to the words and imagine, if you will, 70 or so men singing it at Gala's opening and closing ceremonies. Every year, I am not moved by the quality of the singing, but how, those, how these words come from the souls and hearts of men who've lived in a society, and even some still in the closet, who only have one place in the world that is safe. For that one week, they can be who they really are. There is a place I call my own where I can stand by the sea, flying free. So the bus for Ferry Beach and Star Island will leave promptly at 2 p.m. from the parking lot. (laughs) Because I know that sometimes we all get a little restless and antsy just sitting still, I'm going to offer some very deep spiritual practice here of doodle pages. So if you need a little something to kind of keep your mind and body focused right now, there are some doodle pages and colored pencils right outside the doors of the sanctuary. And you are invited, no matter what your age or shoe size, to partake. So please go ahead if you would like to. I was searching for histories of Unitarian Universalist summer camps. And as much as I love technology, I have embraced it as much as I can, It was rather disconcerting to find, rather than a founding date or founding name, the history of the website. The history of the website for the camp. Okay, so we have some summer camps that are Unitarian or Universalist or Unitarian Universalist that have been around a really long time. Ferry Beach has been a Universalist and now Unitarian Universalist summer camp um, for a number, you know, years and years and years since 1901, and people have been gathering there for that long. And I'm sure it looks a little different than it did maybe in 1901. There might be hot showers now, um, and and maybe Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's a little iffy. And yeah. Um, but I'm sure it looks a little different. You're wearing shorts instead of you know whatever you're forgotten things. Um, But it's still camp. And what's camp but that time away from your ordinary self, your ordinary place, your ordinary being? So have have any of you been to summer camp? Not just you, you, but just summer camp? A camp of any kind? Some of you? Yeah, maybe. Going this year? Have been? Looking forward to it? Okay, so... We seem to, it seems to be a little bit of a rite of passage the first time you're at sleepaway camp. Was anybody nervous about that? I, w- I was nervous. Very, very shy kid. I went to, this was a 4-H camp up in, up in New England that I went to. and um, So I ha- was there for a week, and I, I had to have all my stuff in a trunk. They were very specific about what to bring and what to leave at home. And you had to put it all in the trunk. And I got there, and Mom and Dad said goodbye. And we found the trunk in my cabin, and the trunk was locked, and I didn't have the keys. So I wanted to go home right then. 
right then. Too late. Well, we broke the trunk open <laughs> and got my stuff out. But that was not a good beginning to summer camp when your stuff <laughs> that you brought from home is locked away. So it got better. I learned to swim in the lake, and I even opened my eyes underwater. There were fish. <laughs> I closed my eyes again. But it wasn't something I wanted to go do again. I was, it was odd. I don't, you know, we made stuff, and we sang, and we had little worship services in the trees. And somehow it just did. I didn't catch the bug. I didn't. And I don't know why. But you, you, summer camp. Hmm, maybe multi-generational. Maybe not. So maybe you take your family with you. Or not depending on how you feel about that. You, you, summer camp. I want to go every year. I'd rather go in the winter, maybe, too. We'd have to call it something else, but, you know, that's... A you, you, summer camp has not only the place and the people, but the history behind it. So, for example, Ferry Beach, 1901, has been at camp for a while. It has all that imbued in the space. Star Island has been a camp. It's been part of um, the Unitarian movement since about 1916. Before that, it's been inhabited for a very long time. Tiny specks of granite 10 miles off the coast. And for most of my life, for some reason, maybe because I was born in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, just off the coast, I have been enamored and drawn to this place that's basically rock. Basically rock with a few plants struggling (laughs) to keep going. And I have... Apparently, when I was little, I was a toddler, I my, my lived in, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and my parents were youth advisors for the First Congregational Church in Portsmouth, and they used to take youth out there for retreats. And they, after I was born, apparently they took me with them. I love that. Maybe that's why I'm so drawn to this hunk of rock out in the ocean. I don't know. But over the years, as we've gone back to visit people there, we've always taken day trips out to Star Island. I just sometimes you got to land on there. Sometimes the contract wouldn't with the boat wouldn't let you land and get off and walk around the island. And sometimes it would. And I remember the one time that the wall of fog came in just as we left the harbor in Portsmouth. So we really didn't see a thing for ten whole miles until we got out there and suddenly, whoop! There's a rock. Ooh, there's a building on it. Okay, good. Fog horns are really loud, by the way. It's like this magical place, a place set apart. So when I finally, finally got to go to RE Week on Star Island, I could hardly sit still. I mean, finally I get to go. And they sing to you as you come up to the dock on the boat. They have this chant, and you're supposed to sing back to them, and you don't know what it is because it's the first time there. But you figure it out, and you get off the boat, and you don't know what to do, and you figure it out because somebody will help you, and you drop all your stuff off, and you don't know what to do, and you figure it out, and somebody will help you. The most important thing is knowing where the food is, so you figure that out pretty quickly, because it's in the main hotel. The thing is that there's all this tradition there. You do this at this time. You do this at this time. 
it turns out that probably at Ferry Beach, I know at Star Island, at some of these other summer institutes, people have been coming for so long that now their grandchildren are attending. They know this place. They know these people. And sometimes, if it's the first time you've been there, that can be a little intimidating. That can be a little intimidating. But that's okay. Because if you are willing to set aside that introvert self who will not speak in public for just a little bit, you can jump right into the community with both feet. And that's what I did. Because every meal has a blessing before it. And you have to sign up to do it. And I did. Four times. And the second time I sang it, I sang in front of people I didn't know. And you know what the best part was? They sang with me. And then I was home. I fit right in. I had my very own rocker on the front porch of the Oceanic Hotel. History can be intimidating. History can also be comforting. Since 1950, the Southeast Unitarian Universalist Summer Institute has been meeting various places around the South. Sometimes it's North Carolina. Sometimes it's been in Virginia. Right now, it's been in Radford University on the campus there for one week, one glorious, three glorious weeks. I didn't write that down. Whoops. That must have been the one I found the history of the website. It started with not quite 50 people. It was mostly ministers or leaders of a congregation. Um, One of the founding people brought his family with him, so his wife and two children. And it just kept going and going and growing and growing. So last year, there were 1,024 people attending Susie. 1,024 people having the time of their lives, being tired and dirty and hungry and hot and wanting to go back before it was even over with. Wow. Being in that place in that time, that's, that's kind of a, that's community built without one specific place to be. So the community is those people who keep going over and over and over again and building the history there within themselves. And now they can share it all through the year with Twitter and Facebook. There are groups, the youth there, start talking to each other with a countdown. As soon as the summer starts, how many days till Susie? How many days till Susie? They have an official page for that, by the way. There's a history of Susie written. I just read it. It was a hoot. It was a hoot because they talked about the good parts and the bad parts and the funny parts and the sad parts and what they did as a community to keep going and to support each other no matter what happened. Summer camp. You, you, summer camp. A history of you and me and our faith in the summer. So, 
I'm hoping that your, your appetite might be a little whetted for this sort of thing. There's places all over, and there's actually a list of many of our summer camps and other places. They often will have things during the winter and the fall as well in your order of service. One thing I found, though, is sometimes it seems like it's really expensive. It's really expensive. And what if you haven't had that tradition of going to a summer camp? And are we being exclusive because of that? I thought about that, too. And then I read some more about what those people bring home. And it's a spirit of determination toward social justice, toward building the world we dream about. to the extent that people will offer extra money for scholarships so that people who might not otherwise be able to afford to go can go. History of place, history of people, history of time, history of faith. That's UU Summer Camp. So why summer camp? Why summer camp? Have you nothing else to do? That's why summer camp. <laughs> summer camp is fun, right? You go at the beginning of the week, you have your stuff, you're ready for games, you're ready for messiness, you're ready for food that isn't all that good for you sometimes, you're ready for ice cream, you're ready for either new friends or the friends that you've seen year after year after year that you finally get to see again because you don't see them anywhere else. That's why summer camp. Games and crafts and camp songs and dining halls and talent or no talent shows. That's why summer camp. Why Unitarian Universalist summer camp? A place apart from the normal, everyday world. A safe and sacred place. Time, time, time to be with family or not. To explore a new spiritual practice that never seems to quite fit with your schedule yet to meet other Unitarian Universalists from other congregations who shockingly do things a little differently than we do? Maybe. To stretch what you think are your limits. To create memories that will last a lifetime. To watch your children or your grandchildren live their faith. To deepen your own faith. As Sister Simone Campbell said in her Ware lecture yesterday at the Unitarian Universalists General Assembly, when the journey of faith walks toward trouble, when you've done so much work for social justice, and that work is hard, sometimes you need to renew and recharge Reground your faith, reground yourself, 
working and learning and playing in a community that will support you and lift you up. Because you want that for the young people, the youth and the children of this Unitarian Universalist faith as well. And sometimes, sometimes you need the moment on a path lit by moonlight and the lanterns of others as you wind your way up a rocky way to a stone chapel on a hill. When you are connected to the thousands who have done the same over a century or more and the thousands who will do it after you've gone. That is the moment you know why. You know why you use summer camp, why you came, and why you will return. Blessed be.